read a few verses tonight and then preach what God has laid upon our hearts. Psalms 47 and um, verse number 1 is what we'll begin reading tonight. The Bible says, O clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. Verse number 4. He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The prince of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of, the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. Let's bow for prayer. Father, Lord, we want to thank you tonight for your goodness, for your grace, and for your glory. I pray now that you'll help me these next few moments. Lord, I pray that you'll give us wisdom and liberty. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we'd not preach for man, we'd not preach to be seen, we'd not even preach to be heard. But, God, we preach for one reason tonight, and that's to glorify you. God, I pray that you'll fill us with the Holy Ghost. And God, that you'll do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And Lord, we want to lift your name up and exalt you. For you alone are worthy to be praised. God, I know the devil don't want you praised. And I know this world doesn't want you praised. But God, we want to thank you that we're in a place tonight where we can magnify your name. I ask you now to bless and have your way. Do something eternal in our hearts tonight. So these next few moments, in Christ's name we do pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach on the simple subject tonight, glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. That this describes Psalms 47, for this is a very uh, unique psalm in this sense. When you think about this psalm and you begin to break Psalms 47 down, it really breaks down into two points that go back and forth. And what I mean by that is in Psalms chapter 47, it is a psalm that deals with the Messiah and the millennial reign. The writer of Psalms 47, who most believe to be that of Hezekiah, is looking for the day when the Messiah will come and will sit upon the throne of David and there will be peace and tranquility upon this earth. That is going to be a day of peace. That is going to be a day of prosperity in this world, but it's also going to be a day of praise. And so what happens in Psalms 47 here is that in verse number 1 and 2, there's an exhortation of praise. And then in verse number 3 and 4, there's an exaltation of power. And what the psalmist does is he does that in verse 1 and 2. He gives an exhortation for us to praise God. And then he talks about an exaltation of power. That's the reason why we are to praise God. And then in verses 5 through 8, he goes back to another exhortation of praise. And then he closes out in verse 8 and 9 with another exaltation of power. So he goes back and forth simply telling us that we are to praise God for the very reason that our God is powerful. Amen? And my friend, many of the commentators will 
uh, dispute as to whether or not the God uh, that we are talking about in Psalms 47 is uh, giving exaltation to God, Jehovah, that is the name that is mentioned here, uh, our Creator, or whether it is also talking about primarily the Lord Jesus Christ when He comes. Well, I think I can settle the issue because you cannot dissect the Trinity. Amen? I'm telling you, when you praise God, you're praising God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen? I'm telling you, we can magnify Jehovah and magnify Jesus at the same time. And I think while the writer here is, is thinking in his mind about the Messiah and when he will come, and he's thinking about that millennial time when he'll set his throne up, he's also magnifying the God Jehovah that brought them out of Egypt and brought them out of the wastelands of this world and brought them into the land of Canaan for the same God that did it then will be the same God that will rule this earth for a thousand years. Amen. And so within this psalm, there's an exhortation concerning praise and there's an exaltation of power reminding us that we ought to magnify him because he's not a God. He is the God. And he is the most powerful God that ever has been and ever will be. He's the creator of this world. One day the heathen will be under his feet. One day, my friend, every army and every battle will be fought and will be defeated. One day he will prove to this world that who he said he was. He's the king eternal, the king immortal, immortal, and the king invisible. He is God, he said, and besides me, there is none other. And I want to say tonight, I'm so glad that on a Wednesday night, when the world's going to hell in a handbasket, that the grace of God came to where I was and picked me up out of the dung hills of this world and set my feet on a solid rock and put me in a good place where I can magnify and worship the God that we serve tonight. Amen. And brother, I say shame on me and I say shame on us if we ever just sit around and with the molly grubs and if we ever sit around and we're ungrateful for the goodness of God that's in our life. Brother, you know what Psalms 47 does? It ought to be a rebuke to our unthankfulness and our ungratefulness. You ask the average person today how they're doing. Most of the time they'll whine and complain and whimper about how hard they have it. But I remind us tonight we live in America. We have a King James Bible in our hand. If you're saved, you got Jesus in your heart. You don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from. You got clothes on your back and shoes on your feet. You got a roof over your head. Like it was already said, you didn't walk to church tonight. You rode to church. I'm telling you, we're sitting in a comfortable place tonight enjoying the word of God and the songs of Zion. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people around this world that would love to trade places with every one of us tonight. And brother, we ought to raise our hand toward heaven and say, dear God, thank you for just your blessings upon me. Amen. In this exhortation here, there's the clapping of praise. As he said, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Do you know what that means tonight when he talks about clapping your hands? Uh, I thought about Sister Kate sometimes. Uh, when she'll shout, she'll clap her hands uh, and she'll praise God. Uh, you know what the clapping of the hands is in the word of God? It is a sign of gratitude. It is a sign of thank, thank, thankfulness. Uh, it's not an applaud. Uh, it's a clap, amen? It's clapping the hands 
hands together and it's magnifying God. Now that may make some Baptists nervous and it might even make some ill will. But I want to tell you something, friend. If I go to clapping my hands, I'm not clapping them to you. I'm clapping them to him. Amen. I'm just simply showing gratitude because he's been good to me. The clapping of praise. Brother, listen. We ought to magnify him in our body. Hallelujah. There's the clapping of praise and then there is the chorus of praise in verse number six and seven. He tells us four times in verse number six and again in verse number seven, he said, sing praises to God. Amen? Sing praises to our King. I mentioned, I think, the other day in a service, but you know what? We're living in a time when I've heard people say this. They'll say, well, you know, I don't like singing. I just like preaching. Well, it sounds good, but it's not biblical. That's why I just don't like singing. Well, you need to learn it. How many of y'all believe the King James Bible? If you believe the King James Bible, then you got to like singing. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's some singing I don't like. Amen. And there's some singing I don't want to hear. Somebody say amen. But I'm telling you, I understand there's a deeper meaning to singing praises. It's not just talking about a song. It's talking about testifying. It's not just talking about testifying in church. It's talking about singing praises out there. In fact, singing praises in here and never singing praises out there is hypocrisy. Amen. I believe we ought to magnify God on Monday as much as we do on Sunday. We ought to give him glory. We ought to give him thanks. We ought to give him praise every day of our lives. Amen. You know what praising God will do? It will take the negativity out of your life. David said seven times a day will I praise thee. Pretty hard to grumble when you're praising God seven times a day because you're going to have to stay busy magnifying. I'm telling you, listen, uh, tonight, I don't know why I'm preaching on it, but I feel like I ought to plow it up real deep. Maybe I'm the only one in the building that needs it. Uh, But I'm telling you, uh, we got absolutely no reason to feel sorry for ourselves. We've got no reason to sit around and pat ourselves on the head and sing that old song, Woe is Me, and have a little old pity party and say, Well, I just got it rough. I just got it. You know what I found out about mature Christians? Uh, They don't spend their days doing that. They teach us that the God of the good times uh, is still God in the bad times uh, that the God on the mountain he's still God in the valley do they get discouraged yes they do but they find out as David said he's a lifter up of my head Uh, he knows how to put a little bit of joy in the let me just back up and come again he knows how to put a whole lot of joy in the midst of sorrow Uh, he knows how to take our joy and let it outweigh our sorrow have you ever been walking through a deep valley and I mean your heart was hanging low but all of a sudden you heard a song or you heard a sermon or God just passed by in a devotion and it just turned the wheels of your soul and in spite of what you was going through you just went ahead and you magnified God hey that's him friend and you can worship him in spite of how we are you see tonight I refuse to let circumstances people and surroundings dictate my worship. Brother, if the whole church is quiet, I'm still going to say amen. amen. If I have to amen my own preaching, we're not getting out of here till 8.30 tonight. 
But I made my mind up. If I go to church, I've lived my, I'm not preaching something to you and I'm not lifting myself up. But I'm telling you, I'm not preaching something tonight that I don't live. Now, I'm not living everything in this book and I'm not trying to act like I am. But there's one thing, if I die tonight, I can honestly stand before God and say, when I go to church, I'm going to say amen to the singing. I'm going to say amen to the preaching. I'm going to say amen to the testifying. You say, well, preacher, I worked all day. Doesn't make no difference to me. I know what it is to work 12 hours in a meal and drag into church wore out and tired and work clothes on a Wednesday night but I still shouted my preacher on I still said amen as long as he was preaching that book I, I was determined I wasn't letting the sweat and the labor of the day rob me of the joy of worshiping God you say did you feel like it not always but I did it anyhow not for the preacher I did it because the word of God is worthy to be praised and I counted myself blessed to be sitting under the preaching of the word of God and friend we should always say amen to what he's saying I'll never finish the sermon tonight but all you boys need to learn to say amen 25 times every sermon amen and I'm not joking when I say that I mean every bit of it brother I'm telling you we're way behind as it's already been said on praising God and one testimony in a service ain't enough somebody say amen Brother, you ought to praise God from the time you get here to the time you leave. You say, preacher, are you fussing? I'm just preaching. I'm just saying, friend, our churches are more deader than they've ever been and people act like they don't care and don't come up to me after the service, uh, any service, don't come up to me any service uh, and say, well, the service was dead or maybe, well, it sure just well, it was tight in here. You know what I'm going to say if you say that to me? I'm going to say, well, what did you do to help the service? Amen? I'm telling you, friend, I get get tired of spiritual thermometers in church. I think we ought to just go to church and put blinders on and not see nobody around us and pray, Lord, save we see no man, save Jesus only and just be good and worship God. Hallelujah. I've been in services. They were dead. But I said amen anyhow and guess what? He helped me. Amen. Amen. You say, well, I can't do that if, if he don't show up. Oh, yes, you can. Because, you know, God, worship don't demand a response from him. It demands one from us. I remind you, look at verse 1. I can't, I, I, I'm just going to quit here in a minute because I'm not going to finish it. But the Bible said, oh, clap your hands. The best I can read that, Brother Laddie, it's not an option. It's not good advice. That's in that book. It does not say, oh, clap your hands when you feel like it. Oh, clap your hands when you desire to. Oh, clap your hands when he shows up. That's not what that book says. It doesn't say let everything that hath breath praise the Lord uh, when God does something good in your life. I think you ought to when he does. But it doesn't put a stipulation on that. It doesn't say, oh, magnify the Lord with me when you've had a great day and you're not wore out and you're not tired. No. Listen, the Bible tells us and teaches us that worship demands a response from us. Uh, and when we worship God, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And we're living in a day when we've got nicer buildings, more educated preachers, more everything. You know why our churches are dead? People quit praising. They stopped praising. Used to, they didn't have anything. Isn't that right? People were poor. We're all rich tonight. You know that? 
Oh, preacher, I'm not. Oh, yes, you're rich. You got a bed to sleep in. You got food in the cabinet. You're rich. Do you know every time I go to the grocery store, if my wife's not with me, and I go pick up groceries, I spend $100 more than she does. Every time. Whether I've got it or not. And I'll buy everything that's on sale. And I still spend more money. And you know why I do that? Because I buy everything now that I couldn't have back then. Does anybody else do that? All right. I, four of us. Boy, y'all pray for the four of us. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. If, I go, if, if we run out of cookies and I go, listen, I'm buying double stuffed Oreos. I don't care if they're $7.99. I'm still buying it. You say, well, you all not pay that much. I'll cut it somewhere else. Amen. You know why I do that? Because I never could eat one growing up. But I wasn't poor because I couldn't eat an Oreo. Y'all still out there, aren't you? Hello, Tokyo. Y'all still out there? You know what? We're not poor. We're blessed. Brother, I'm telling you, if you ain't got nothing, Brother George, but a bologna sandwich tonight, you ought to thank God you got a bologna sandwich. Bologna's pretty good if you cut it thick enough. Amen. Isn't that right? I'm telling you tonight, we got so much to praise God for. I mean, we got so much to lift our hands up. In fact, can I say this? If you can raise your hand, that's a reason to praise God. You know how many people in this in this world can't even lift their hand up? I'm telling you, I think about Miss Jimmy, uh, uh, Miss Jimmy Allen that had a stroke the other day, and she can't move the left side, she can't or right side, she can't move her her arm, she can't move her leg. Uh, I'm telling you, listen, uh, uh, could you imagine if that was you tonight or if that was me how different our world would be if we was paralyzed on one side and friend it could be us before sunrise but if you can raise your hand tonight you ought to thank God if you can do this if he's give you your mobility if you've got your conscience tonight if you're in your right mind and you know who you are and you know what you've done and you know where you're at you ought to bless a good God of heaven because he's been good to you hallelujah Woo, praise God isn't it good on a Wednesday night to be in church isn't it good to be here isn't it good to be around his word we are blessed tonight amen all the Lord wants tonight is to be praised he wants to be glorified he wants to be thanked he wants to be lifted up I, I think sometimes we get prayers answered more when we snuggle up next to him and we say thank you. Then when we just whimper and whine and sing the old song, Lord, I, I don't have this and I don't have that. And God, everything's bad. I think I'll just go out and eat worms tonight. We don't get no words with God that way, do we? Y'all know I ain't fussing. I'm just preaching. I'm sure nobody in this building's guilty of what I'm preaching tonight but me. Y'all pray for me tonight. Brother, the truth of the matter is we ought to praise him in church. Brother, I tell you, it don't care if it doesn't matter tonight if if it's me up here preaching or if it's somebody else in this church doing the preaching. It doesn't matter who's doing the preaching. Uh, listen, when somebody's standing behind this pulpit and they're proclaiming the word of God, if what they're saying is true, we ought to say amen to it. It don't matter if it's a short sermon or a long sermon. Hey, it doesn't matter if they get loud or if they're just standing still. If they're proclaiming the word of God and it's falling on our ears, uh, we ought to be thankful for that tonight that we can hear the 
truth. Amen. I'm telling you, it's a blessing just to say amen to truth in a world that is filled with lies, in a world that is filled with hypocrisy. Don't you thank God that what we're preaching out of tonight, you don't have to put a question mark on it. You don't have to wonder, is there anything to this tonight? How firm a foundation tonight. And we're standing on something that can never, never falter. How many of y'all felt the earthquake last night? All right, seven of us, or seven of y'all. My wife told me about that earthquake come through. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, if you've ever been through one of those and things start moving underneath you, hey, it's a funny feeling, isn't it? But you know something tonight? Y'all do know about the earthquake, don't you? Okay, we'll discuss that after church, won't we? Man, I was in Mississippi and I knew about it. From Decatur to Atlanta, an earthquake come through here. If you're like me, you sleep so hard, it'd take one, they'd take 7.1 on the Richter scale just to wake you up, wouldn't it? Isn't that right? But it come through there. And you think about how this old world's a-rocking and a-reeling. This old mud ball that we're living on tonight that we call earth. Uh, hey, one of these days, uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be set on fire with the, with the fires of hell. Uh, I'm telling you, everything in this, you know, in this world is going to be burned up. But thank God I won't be here. I'll be on the other side. Uh, I'll be enjoying the goodness of God. Uh, I'm glad, thank God, I'll never spend one day or one second in the fiery pits of hell. Uh, I can pillow my head tonight and know if I never wake up again this side of eternity, I'll see I'll meet you in the morning by the bright riverside. I'm telling you, there's nothing like knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you've been born again. If he never gave me another blessing, if he never dropped another handful our way, we ought to look up the rest of our life and say, thank you, God, for saving an old wretch like me. I'm telling you, I just want to take a minute and say, hallelujah, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, all that is within me, bless him. His holy name. Oh, praise God. Isn't it good to be saved, Brother Barnes? Aren't you glad you didn't die on top of a bar and go to hell, but you're sitting on the front row of a church tonight saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Sing praises unto our God. Sing praises unto our King. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. I'm glad I don't live the way I used to live. I'm glad I don't go the places I used to go. I'm glad I've got a shepherd. I'm glad I've got a comforter. I'm glad I've got a rock. I'm glad I've got a refuge. I'm glad I've got somebody that said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm glad i got somebody that said I'll go with you always even unto the end of the world he'll hold my hand when it comes time to cross that river he'll be a friend that'll stick closer than a brother he'll be there when I need him hallelujah that's him tonight isn't he good to us hey man I'm telling you I blew that sermon all to pieces tonight but I feel great are you glad you're saved tonight he don't owe us anything. God don't owe us nothing. He, if he never gave me one explanation, he's been too good to me to ever have to explain anything to me. I remember one time hearing Buster Seaton preach. I'll never forget. I don't remember the sermon, but I remember a statement he said. 
I wrote it down in my Bible. He said, anything less than a slaughter, we ought to count a blessing. Because that's exactly what we deserved. Well, we didn't deserve them, the little pitter-patter of those feet in our home. We didn't deserve a good wife, a good husband. We don't deserve a good church. You say, well, I never drank, never smoked. No, but you didn't deserve to be sitting where you're sitting tonight. Sitting on the front row on a Wednesday night, second row on a Wednesday night. Never, never tasted alcohol, never smoked dope. Never put your lips to a cigarette. Never been on a dance floor. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Never scarred your mind with all the filth and the perversion and the corruption of this world. I'm telling you, don't ever look at them and wish you could go to the other side. You ought to thank God for the sides you got in on. You ought to praise God being every day uh, that you've been born into this. Uh, you've got a privilege that so many people in this world never have had. You can pillow your head at night with a clear conscience, uh, with no regrets. Uh, you've got a clean slate, a clean life. Uh, I'm telling you, I'd take that any day of the week uh, over any scarred life. Uh, you ought to lift your hands up and say, thank you, God, for a good mom. I'm a good dad, a good place to go to church, a good place to worship. Oh, would to God tonight we would get beside ourselves and get past ourselves and say, Thank you, God, for being good to me. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't ever go to the world, they have nothing to offer tonight. A bunch of broken promises and empty promises. They'll leave you high and dry and you'll lose everything you got. I'm telling you tonight, if everything I own is burning up right now, I'm telling you I've got riches tonight that money cannot buy. If I had it to do all over again, I'd rather be this tonight as to be the star football player. I'd rather be this tonight as to be the number one track runner. I'd rather be this tonight as to be somewhere in a honky-tonk making millions tonight to feel what you can feel in your soul. It's worth magnifying God over. Aren't you glad he didn't let you go to hell tonight? There's not one reasonable explanation why God saved any of us. He didn't, he didn't have to. And I think the longer we serve God, the more we realize, the more we realize how unworthy we are. Seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. Brother Jack, why was we not born in the jungles of Africa? Why weren't we born behind the Iron Curtain? Never hearing the gospel. Why didn't God let us be born into Hinduism, our parents, and worshiping a false god? Why did God let us be born in America? Why did he let you go to, go to a good church? Why did he do that? You know why? Tonight it's just his mercy. It's his mercy tonight. I'd rather live under a bridge and know Jesus as to live in a palace and not know him tonight. I mean that. Wouldn't you, love, wouldn't you rather be sitting under a bridge tonight trying to stay warm and know that you know the God of heaven has to be sitting in a palace with all the wealth and the riches of this world and not know him tonight. The Bible said to sing 
sing praises unto God as we stand tonight. I think sometimes all he wants to hear is thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being good to me. I don't know why he blesses. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for all the times you were there when nobody else was. Thank you for every time I've turned the switch on and the light turned on. For every time I turned the faucet, that water came out. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being good to me. Father, I pray tonight that you'll... Lord, I need this message as much as anybody. Lord, help us to live our life, even in this, in this hustle and bustle of these days. Lord, really, that these things don't even matter. But you're the only one that matters. And Lord, like the preacher said on Sunday, if there's nothing to open on Christmas Day, if we have Jesus, we have everything. Lord, I pray bless now in Christ's name. While Brother Brian sings, you obey the Lord tonight.